Hey y'all, it's your girl Anisha and welcome to another episode of Your Realist Homegirl. So we're back and this, first of all, how y'all been doing? I've been okay, you know, not to try ass, but I'm going to tell you because you tuned in to listen to me. Um, anyway, I have been working out more consistently, okay? We have been staying in our eating window, we have been drinking our protein and we're still 10 pounds down. Okay. Your, your girl is trying to live, blossom and flourish in Cancun. Like I said, we're not trying to be snatched. I just want, you know, just a little, a little something off the side. That's all. That's all I'm asking for. Um, I have been working a lot. It's summertime. You know, I, my daughter is with my parents and I have been working, working out, sleeping, and we had a little nightlife, you know. We we went out on the town. I'll tell you all about it. But, you know, just, just trying to refocus for the relaxation that's about to come up, okay. Because y'all are going to get all the Cancun, Playa de Carmen, Tulum vibes, okay. Y'all are going to hear all about it. It's going to be great. Anyway... Let's jump into it today because the Your Homegirl review segment at the end is a little lengthy because I got something special for y'all today. So first into the Nurse Nisha segment, I wanted to talk about, I always talk about like current nursing practice or, you know, like things in my nursing career, but I don't really highlight nursing school that much. And it may be nursing students listening to this podcast and they need a little help through, okay? Because I'm not going to lie. Nursing school ain't for the faint of heart, my friend. It is not. It will really... And you can't just learn to let go in nursing school. Like, this is really learning to retain. Because even though, you know, nursing school doesn't really prepare you for nursing like it should, like the actual clinical side of nursing, the practice aspect of nursing, it still gives you a strong knowledge base, okay? You are, your whole nursing school career is cumulative because you have to take the NCLEX and you need to know from birth to death, basically, about people. Um, so it's a lot and I'm just going to give y'all some tips today to get you through. So, the very first thing you need to do is figure out what your learning style is. And I know this may sound cheesy. Oh, take a learning style quiz. No. If your program doesn't make you take a learning style quiz, because I think a lot of nursing programs do, I would suggest to take one on your own because it's really beneficial. I don't think I could have made it through nursing school not knowing that I am a visual and tactile learner. Like, I make... I got a whiteboard, I wrote things out, charts, I made pictures, all the things because I truly am a visual learner. When I was younger, my photographic memory was a lot better. Um, you know, might have knocked a few brain cells off uh, my first year at UNCG. However, nonetheless, I still am, have somewhat of a photographic memory. So if I'm a visual learner, I make all these things. I close my eyes and kind of think of, okay, on this page, I wrote such and such. 
on this chart and to the side there was a little bubble what was in the bubble boom and then I know it that may not be you that's why you need to take a learning style quiz um second thing get a study group and you know what y'all know I don't like people like that I mean I like people but I am hmm, very much uh introverted extrovert yes I am I like my to myself time and ain't nothing wrong with that okay but get a study group. It's you would be surprised how how much of an asset your peers are in nursing school. Like you might be struggling with something and somebody can just explain it in such a way that's just like, oh, and it clicks for you. And they just did it so effortlessly. That happened a lot. Um, shout out to my study group if y'all listening to my podcast, which y'all should be. Jamie and Yasmin. Um, there was more people in our study group, but then was my like, if I knew no one else was gonna come, I know that Jamie and Yasmin was gonna be there. Okay, because we was not, we was about our business. We was about them grades, honey. Okay, in nursing school, we did not come to play. So shout out to my study group. Also, say it with me, a whiteboard is your friend. A whiteboard is your friend. Let me tell you how serious I got maybe my second to last semester of nursing school. I bought a $20 whiteboard from Walmart, like school size. I could have had a daycare in my dining room. So I could write out things and I could see stuff big. So I could come out of my room, uh, coming to get a snack of water and, oh, I don't know, pericarditis is sitting on the whiteboard and it breaks down all the things with pericarditis, chest pain, elevated white count, like all stuff like that. Things like that. I would keep on my whiteboard. If I had a test that week, I'm writing big concepts on the whiteboard. So I could just keep it around and stay immersed in my studies. Yes, you can be in nursing school and have fun. But the more you do Sunday through Friday, well, Sunday through Thursday or whatever, however people like group there, you know, they love Friday, Saturday's my free day, Saturday, Sunday's my free day. Those days that you dedicate to school, the more immersed you are in that, I feel like the better you do. That's just me, you know, just my opinion, but I feel like that's the better you do. The, um... Last tip I'm going to tell you is to take advantage of every skill lab, every opportunity in clinical, all that stuff. Because I feel like a lot of times in nursing school, you don't get the actual hands-on skills practice that you need for nursing. I feel like that's one of the things that kind of lacks. And anytime you're in clinical and there's an opportunity to pack a wound, to put in an IV, to uh, pull a drain, any of that stuff, anytime there's an opportunity to do that, take it. Because, I mean, as a nurse, there's some things, I've been a nurse for over two years now. Oh, I'm an old nurse now. Mm, I'm seasoned, y'all. Y'all better be taking these tips from me. I just heard that. I've been a nurse for over two years. I am seasoned now, honey. 
yes, you better put some, put some adobo on my name. <laughs> I'm such a fool. Anyway, really take advantage of that because like I said, there's some things I've been nursed for two plus years that I haven't had the opportunity to do because it just hasn't come up. And once you, you really want to take those opportunities in clinical, because once you get out of clinical, you might not be able to tell your coworker, Hey, I've never put down an NG tube. Um, can I come with you and put this one down and you kind of walk me through it type thing, because you're trying to balance your own patient load and keep up with your own charting. And especially the realm I work in now, I'm not saying that I didn't have to you know, be on my P's and Q's before, but the OB realm, there's definitely a lot more legal legalities that come along with that. And you have to like really be on top of your stuff on top of your charting. So sometimes you just get kind of consumed in all of that versus, you know, taking the time to go access a port or, you know, pull a midline, things like that. So in clinical, really take the opportunity to do so because what you're going to be able to do. Um, so that concludes our Nurse Nisha segment of today. Moving on into the raising these kids. So like I told y'all earlier, uh, my daughter is gone to my parents for the summer. And, you know, I go back and forth uh, to visit, you know, like a few weeks and I go stuff like that. But I want to talk about the importance of alone time as a parent, um, especially single parents, single mothers, single fathers. I literally have my child 24 seven, unless she's at school or I'm at work all the time, me and my kid. Okay. And I really enjoy the summers for me and her, because I feel like it gives me a chance to reboot. So when the fall comes back, I'm a much better parent. I'm more well-rested. I'm more, you know, I'm just rejuvenated. And I, I never want, um, single parents to let other people make them feel bad about having free time. You know, there's, especially not your child not being in a two parent, three parent, you know, grandma, whoever household, you are the one that carries the entire load of parenthood. So if you want to take that load off your back in the summertime, sis, and go have brunch and mimosas, you do that, honey, because you deserve that. That is, and bruh, cause this single dad's out there too. You deserve that. Go sip your beers with your fellas. And, and leave little PJ with his grandma. And if you have the opportunity to do that year round, you know, take those opportunities because happy people are happy parents. You don't want to walk around always, especially I'm a nurse. I have a high stress job in general. So I don't want to walk around burnt out you know, from my career, burnt out on parenting, you know, I'm trying to live a healthier lifestyle, uh, burnt out on dieting and exercising and meditating and not like just all the things that I'm trying to do. I want to maintain my sanity. 
I want to maintain my mental health and I want to maintain my peace. So I don't have negative vibes that I place on my child. I want to wake up and be like, hello, sunshine. Let's come on. Let's get up. Let's go to school. Let's, let's go have a nice day. I don't want to get up and be like, get up, y'all, put on your clothes. Like, no, I don't want to do that. I like singing a little song. I got a little, you, I'm going to share this good morning song with y'all. Okay. When you sing it to your kids, give me credit. But I'm going to give credit to EC's legislative school because that's where I learned it from. One, two, one, two, three. Good morning, good morning, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning, good morning to you. The day is beginning, the day is beginning, the day is beginning. There's so much to do. Yeah. So, just saying, think about that. Think about that right there. Put put that into your, your parenting. Wake your kids up like that. Nice, positive, bubbly energy, okay? Because if you come in the room all stank, they don't wake up all stank, and they don't want to do that. So... Remember, happy people make happy parents. So before we hop into the Dating These Millennials segment, let's just put some respect on the vocals that I hit y'all with. Okay. I'm just saying. Diddy hit me up. I'm ready to, to lay a track for the 99 and the 2000s. Okay. Anyway, on this week's segment of dating these millennial men, I want to talk about navigating a breakup. So before I go into the stages of a breakup and navigating that, I want to tell y'all my breakup story. Okay. Are y'all ready? This might be a little traumatic. I'm just saying. JK. So I've only... The only... I only remember one breakup in my life where someone broke up with me. I feel like I usually initiate these things. If you broke up with me and you got beef, because I told the internet only one person broke up with me and you want that one person? Come see me about it then. I bet you won't. I bet you won't. I bet you won't. Anyway. Okay, y'all. So, I went over my boyfriend at the time's house. First of all, let's just talk about how I caught the bus over there because he didn't have... And I'm in college now. So, I have a car, but it's not at school with me. I caught the bus over there because he didn't have a car. I was sitting on the passenger side of his mama ride, okay, with the gas light on, going to the Arby's. Like, that's that's the kind of relationship this was, y'all. It was very bottom of the barrel. Now that I look back at it, mattresses on the floor without sheets. Ooh, cringy. Just thinking about it. Oh, my God. I can't believe that I slept on a mattress on the floor that didn't have sheets. And there was roaches. Yes, y'all, there was roaches, there was roaches. So, I go over there, we're talking, 
he's he's like I realize like you just have so much going for yourself and I just feel like I'm weighing you down and I'm keeping you back and I don't want to pull you into this type of lifestyle environment because he he must have saw that I am not asleep on the mattress without no sheets type of woman okay he must have known huh I am not that he saw the caliber and he was like she probably gonna break up with me because she's gonna get tired of ignoring these roaches in my mama house y'all and it was his mama house just just so many things was wrong in this relationship then I think back to it what was I doing oh my gosh and he was a soundcloud rapper oh the nerve the nerve anyway I'm so foolish he said all of this and he was like but I still you know I just I just think we don't need to be together but I still want to be your friend you real cool blah 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 that's basically when dudes be saying that they say that because they still want to smash let's let's just let's put the cards out on the table okay men we are not dumb we know when you say but i still want to be friends that just means you want to circle back around the block and hit it again okay we we're not done we're not done we're grown we know you can change up the vocab in 2021 because we're aware. I move on. So he said that I'm all, oh my gosh, but we're supposed to be together, blah, blah, blah. Like just being a real, a real wet Betty, just being right pitiful. Now looking back at a girl, pick your head up and dry your face. Anyway, so remind you, I took the bus over here. This breakup happened real late. And I just knew what I wasn't about to do is spend the night with the dude that just broke up with me. Oh, I caught the last, the last bus that Greensboro Transit Authority had running. Okay. It was 11 something at night. I was the only person on the bus and I got on the bus boohoo crying. And the <laughs> shout out. To nice old black ladies. Because this nice old black lady driving the bus. She was like honey you okay? And I was like no. My boyfriend just broke up with me. And she was like well it's okay honey. Yeah you. So, like I forgot exactly what she said. It was real positive. And she even dropped me off. She was like Is, you know you going back to school? Or are you in school? And I was like yeah. So she even dropped me off as close to my dorm as she could within route. And. I walked back up to my room and that was that. But just looking back at it, it was just real pitiful. Like I was just so pitiful. I'm catching the last, but the bus, the last bus of the night I'm walking up through. And nowadays I feel like you just can't freely do this. I probably couldn't have freely done this in 2012 when I did, but I just used to be walking through campus all freely at night in the dark by myself. There are alleyways. There are woods. People, I could have got raped, scraped, and snatched. Safety first, ladies. I used to carry me a little hunting knife and some pepper spray, but my pepper spray, you know, I used to go to the clubs. You can't really take pepper spray. In the clubs, I used to have to kind of take it off, hide it in my titties. Then if they had the club with a wand, 
That was a whole thing. They're like, what's in there? Then I put on pepper spray. It's a whole thing. Just, it's a hot mess. So, but yeah, that was the only time that anyone has ever broken up with me. And today I just want to go through the stages of a breakup with y'all. So breakups are kind of like, you know, little mini deaths, depending on how extensive the breakup was, where your headspace was at during the breakup. So stages of grief during the breakup are kind of stages of grief in general. You have denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Um, so I got this from, um, csn.edu. It's like an educational website. There's a whole course thing with it anyway. So in the denial stage, of a breakup, this is your where your brain's automatic response to the unwanted news kind of just, it does what it wants to. It doesn't want to process it. You think that your ex is coming back to you. You know, all of these stages I want to point out, everyone spends their own time in this stage. Um, in the example that I told you about denial, I don't really know... I guess my denial stage must have been real quick. It really must have. For a brief second. Like it might have been like. Bing! Like I know he not breaking up with me. It's probably what happened in my head. Then there is the anger stage. Um, I mean you just get mad. You get mad at the situation. You start resenting people. Sometimes the anger stage can be drawn out. Um, it might just be like, I know you not, da, 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 like running off at the mouth type thing. Or it might be like a little deep seated anger, like you trying to be on some revenge type stuff, anger. So in the example, I feel like my anger stage was just like, I can't believe that you are doing this to me and doing this to us, blah, 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 blah. And then right after anger is bargaining. So in the bargaining phase, you would try to restore your relationship or perhaps rebuild it. Um, this can be a disastrous thing. Trying to befriend an ex after a breakup, trying to salvage your pride. It's just, bargaining can be a hot mess. And in that breakup, I was like, but you know, we're supposed to be together and we're supposed to meant to be together. Me trying to, trying to beg a man to stay with me, honey. Ooh, I would never. Now, I, snaps for evolution because I would never. I am not that bottom of the barrel anymore, sweetie. Hmm. Then there's depression. There's the, the crying, you're trying to reflect, you want to be alone, all the things. You might start destructive behaviors, you might, you know, give in to temptation. I feel like uh, in the bus stop boy breakup, I was, the depression was me on the bus crying. And when I got back to my dorm room, I was crying and I didn't want to eat in the morning, but then there is acceptance. Um, in acceptance, you just realize that it's over and you're a better person now and you're going to be all right and you move on. And let me tell you something, honey, 
I was, I was probably 19 during that breakup, 18, 19 when that happened. And I reached acceptance real quick. He might've broke up with me on, um, I don't know, a Sunday, a Saturday, the, the Thursday when we got back, you know, Thursday college night, I was out on college night, honey. I had accepted it and I had moved on and I, I will survive. I'm a survivor. I just had that mentality after that. And then if you've ever been friends with me on Facebook and I mean, way back, my Facebook name was Anisha, no problems, no feelings, no problems for a little bit. Cause I had got real heartless. Like I ain't saving no numbers. Y'all get nicknames cause I can't keep up with y'all names. Like I was a little player player. Okay. Not saying that you need to, that's how you need to navigate a relationship. I'm just telling y'all I had a little player player phase after that. So I just want to give this advice to you. And you know, sometimes relationships where children are involved, where you were once married or engaged, just remember that each stage of that breakup is a different amount of time for everyone. And sometimes it may take you longer to heal, but honey, once you get over that hill to the other side, I want you to shake that booty on a yacht. Okay. You go do you. And that's on what period. okay the moment y'all have all been waiting for i think this podcast might be a little lengthy today but it's okay because this week on your realest homegirl reviews i am giving y'all a recap my opinion of the soldier boy versus bow wow versus so if you were under a rock like me for a second. I didn't know. So I knew that Soulja Boy and Bow Wow were going to have a versus. Uh, well, I knew that Soulja Boy had proposed it. At first, I just thought it was a joke. I mean, because nowadays, let's be honest, I take Soulja Boy as a joke. So I just thought he was playing. I didn't know, you know, Bow Wow, he be having his own stuff going on. And he, ooh, movies. And I do this, that, and the third. And I make money. So... I thought Bow Wow was in his own little world. You know, I wasn't really paying this whole thing no mind. And then, boom, I go down my timeline and I see, oh, Soldier Boy versus Bow Wow tonight? I said, oh, boop, 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 boop. Went and hopped and got me my little Chick-fil-A wrap. Stopped by the Walmart and got me some smart food, um, flaming white cheddar popcorn. And I sat and I watched the verses, honey. And in that, let me tell you something. For all the millennials repping for the 9-9 and the 2000, that was what we needed. That was it. The Soldier Boy Bow Wow phase of my life, that was like late middle school, early middle high school. Okay. That's what that was. And that versus gave me all of that. And it didn't owe me nothing. It didn't owe me a thing, honey. So, first off, starting off, I feel like Soulja Boy, he came out the gate with, she make it clap, clap, clap. She make it Draco. 
I mean, for all the TikTokers out there, you know, I bet y'all love that, but we shouldn't have come out with the out the gate with that. I personally think Soldier Boy Mata should have came out the gate with like he should have did like Bow Wow. Bow Wow's now. Granted that Bow Wow doesn't really haven't had a hit in about ten years or so. He kind of didn't have anything new to come out and hit us with because he be doing other. I don't know. I have no idea what Bow Wow does nowadays. Uh, but apparently, whatever he does, he's getting money. He's let us know that. He's told us that. What am I doing? I'm Bow Wow. I'm getting money. Ooh, ooh. Not gonna knock it. You do you, sir. So. He didn't really have new school to bring, but he, you know, he started us out with a little soft old school. I think out of Soldier Boy's arsenal, he could have hit us with "I got me some bathing," "I got, I got me some bathing apes." I got. I feel like we should have came off the gate with that. Okay, I liked that. That was my jam. He and let's let's talk about the elephant in the room she make it clap 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 so the boy played that song three times in the verses yes you brought french montana out and on one time and then you play nikki's remix another time yes there's variations of the song but i'm with bow wow okay soldier it was the same song it was the same song sweetie Okay, it was the same song. If you didn't have 20 hits, just say that because you did. Okay, I was listening to you. I was a youth. You did. You did. Okay. You had it. I don't I don't know who was in charge of your track list. You could have called me. I would have channeled Anisha 2006. I would have channeled myself for you and really helped you out. Because, baby, you were struggling. Now, I will say, Bow Wow, okay, I came into the verses hoping that Soldier Boy won. I'm just, you know, a Soldier Boy fan. If we look at my youth, I mean, I was really rocking with Soldier Boy. I was. I really was. But Bow Wow is so much more of a pioneer. Even though Soldier Boy be like, I'm the first rapper, Drake. Like, he got so much to say about everybody. But Bow Wow really was a pioneer in it. And it's the it's the business aspect of it for me behind the music. Because whoever came up with Bow Wow's track list knew what they were doing. Okay? They knew what they were doing. They knew when to throw in what. When Bow Wow brought out the whole So 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 Deaf, the brat, all of that, I was just like, okay, the B R A T. When he brought out the brat, it was over. Bow Wow won. He really did. Now, my actually my best, my favorite feature in this whole versus thing. Y'all thought I was gonna say the drag. You thought I was gonna say that one. It wasn't because Soulja Boy was really doing too much in that moment. You rapped for like two seconds on that song, sweetie. 
Okay, and you were in the hook. Let it go. Let it go. It was Drake's song. That was Drake. Okay, that was Drake. But I'm going to give Soldier Boy his credit. Bringing out Romeo. And I never knew that Romeo and Bow Wow. I know there was this whole Romeo versus Bow Wow thing when we were younger. Let y'all know. I was Team Romeo. Okay. I was Team Romeo. Um, But then Little Bow Wow. You just don't know. The way you, okay, sorry, sorry. I digress. When he brought Romeo out, that was a rap. And when Romeo brought out his, was them his family or something? When he put them kids on, I was like, you better put your family on. You better put your family on. I like that. I really did. Now, the whole Michael Jordan, Kobe, LeBron analogy, we were kind of reaching. We were reaching. Was Bow Wow the Michael Jordan of young rappers? Maybe. I don't I don't think I would call Romeo Kobe though. I don't think I would say that. Um and then I don't really know about comparing LeBron and Soulja Boy. Mm. Maybe at the time. Maybe it's just too many years have passed for me to really get that. So I can't really say that. But let me tell you something. When he plugged them rap snacks, I said, I'm about to go cheat on my diet and go get me some rap snacks. I said, he better do that thing. He said, Master P told him before he went out there, all right, listen to water. When you go out there, we can get him rap snacks. Tell the people about the rap snacks. That was a really bad Master P impression, by the way. But... He really put on. He got to his bag. And even Bow Wow said that. He said, you better get your bag, boy. And guess what? Guess what Romeo gonna do? Get his bag? Because he sure being growing up hip-hop trying to get that bag, too. And I ain't mad at you. Hmm. So, who do I think is the winner of the battle? I think I said this already. I feel like Bow Wow won. He really did. It was the layout. It was the track list. Whoever picked out this stuff. It was there. It was there for me. I wanted my criticisms about it. I wanted Soldier Boy. And you know, Soldier Boy is just a comedian. He is just his own person in his own right. But sometimes I wanted some of the shenanigans to stop. Because he really does like have some has an arsenal that could have hit a lot harder than it hit. So, but out of all the verses that I've watched, hmm, this would probably be, hmm, This would probably be my second favorite versus. Yes, this is where I would put that at. My first favorite versus was um, Gucci and Jeezy. I mean, you couldn't tell me I was in the house trying to flip a brick in my living room, sipping my wine. That's what I was doing. That was my versus right there. This would be number two because of the comedy and the nostalgia. 
Um, my third favorite verses was the um what the SWV one. I like that one too, but really. Gucci and Jeezy. That was that was a versus for the times. Okay. That was a versus for the times. I will say this is one of the most punctual verses. I mean, unless I just got to the other verses kind of late, but they started 15 minutes after eight o'clock. I said I wasn't prepared because I was still out getting my Chick-fil-A and they had started. I had to turn it on in the car. Okay. I had to get the phone out and turn it on in the car, honey. But I really hope y'all enjoyed uh, this week's episode of Your Realist Homegirl. Uh, let me know. I'm going to start really trying to tap into what y'all want to hear, what issues you want me to talk about and things like that. If you have something that you've been thinking about buying and you want me to review it and tell you how it is, just let me know on Your Realist Homegirl Reviews. But uh, this concludes this week's episode of Your Realist Homegirl.